Teresa Hildebrand, and this is Organized Chaos. We take a deep dive into living with intentionality, focusing on what's important in our lives so we can truly feel our best. It may feel chaotic at times, but with a little organization, the right mindset, and a ton of self-love, we can still thrive. Join me as we talk to other busy moms and experts who will share tips and strategies to help you reach your goals. Hope you enjoy this episode of Organized Chaos. Now, on to the show. All right, friends, welcome to this episode of Organized Chaos. Today, I have a special guest with me. I have my husband, Mark Hildebrand. Say hello. Hi. I didn't didn't think you were going to introduce me with my last name. (laughs) (laughs) Just in case, just in case people don't know who you are, they can look you up. But today, we're actually going to be talking about something really special. We're going to be talking about parenting in a way. Mm -hmm. So it's parenting and leadership and how to raise future leaders. And because this topic is around leadership, I wanted to bring an expert in the topic. So that's why Mark is here today. Yes, I was going to say, expert. like, is there somebody else that's going to pop on like real soon and like take over for me? <laughs> no way. No way. Yeah. All right. And, and um, by the way, uh, so pumped up to be on your podcast. Um, I know you have a lots of loyal listeners, like all over the world, honestly. Um, but uh, I, I know this topic of like raising powerful leaders is something that's near and dear to like, of course, a lot of the mom entrepreneurs who are um, listening to your show. But like, just, just, I feel like it's, it's like a transitional shift that we've made. I don't remember mm-hmm. when I was growing up really like having um, uh, somebody whether it's a parent or somebody like taking the approach of like, how can I develop this boy into a powerful leader? <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't something that was near and dear on their, on their minds because it was different times. I mean, there's, there was nothing wrong with that. We all go through different times. Right. But I feel like right now more than ever, like we are asking ourselves as parents, we're like, okay, how can I learn from not only my childhood, but also what I've been able to develop in my personal life and pass this on to my kids to give them the greatest opportunity, not only to lead, but to make a huge impact in the world. And like this thing of being happy. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's, there's like a, there's like a happy medium, medium ground there. Like we, we're not going to make our kids happy or unhappy, but really like how we can show up as the parents that we want to be, as the leaders we want to be to really instill those things in them. So yes, I, I like putting this together, extremely powerful, like topic. I know you, you presented this to me yesterday and we're actually, for those of you guys who don't know, so Teresa is the co-host of the Modern Leadership YouTube channel that we have. Um, and of course she's on our podcast as well. And we're doing this live on Modern Leadership on YouTube. Um, so that our we could stream this over there because this whole leadership philosophy, especially when it comes to leading your kids, is so important right now that we just wanted to dive in. So um, let's kind of like start off with that because I know when we think about parenting and we think about leadership, sometimes we think of them as separate, different things, right? I can't tell you how many people are like, oh, I'm not a leader. And I'm like, I thought you had kids. And they're like, yeah, I have kids. I'm like, well, then you're leading. <laughs> you're probably like yeah. an even more powerful leader than somebody in the corporate world or somebody out in the business world because you're leading people who are like trying to convince you that they don't want to eat their broccoli, that they don't want to go to bed on time, that they don't want to, you know? And so I really want to like um, um, start with this whole idea of like, when you think about like your parenting and your leadership styles, how do you think they kind of like influence each other um, and are like work in synergy with each other? What do you think? Yeah, but before we actually get into that, I wanted to go back to what you said earlier and just Mm. talking about how this it's different the way that we were raised and because there were different times. But I think now uh, I think it's really something that we see more and it's more like, I don't want to say mainstream, but it's, it's not like this, like out there concept uh, because it's, it's more, it's more like conscious and 
like there's more effort into this now, um, nowadays, but I think it's because we went through kind of that era Mm -hmm. uh, that we did, whether you're a millennial or Gen X or whatever. But um, now it's kind of like we're more intentional about what we do with our kids, how we show up, how we model behavior, and how we raise them, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a more conscious effort, I think, globally. And um, this is a good topic to to talk about because, like, how do you even do that intentionally, right? Um, because we can instill certain things that we want our kids to grow up with and for them to become those leaders. Um, but how do we do that consciously? So that's kind of like what we're talking about today. But I think it's really important to kind of like highlight the fact that we're doing this now a bit more intentionally because it's like we're learning from the past, right? We're learning what not to do and we're learning what we can actually bring from there because, I mean, it, it wasn't all bad, right? Right. And, of course, it also depends on how you grew up because mm -hmm. we all grew up in different environments. So I think that we can we can pinpoint the, the positives and also learn from the negatives, right? Yeah, I, I think that that it's it's a key thing, and we need to call it the elephant in the room. This doesn't mean that our parents or the people who grew, mm -hmm. you know, who we grew up with, are bad or good. I mean, they're just mm -hmm. it's just an experience in and of itself. We are going to pass off demons to our kids. <laughs> we are going to show up in a way that later they're going to be like, "Man, I really wish my parents didn't show up." Like this is a part of evolution. So I hope that people don't feel like yeah. we're poo pooing on our parents and saying like every we're better, and that's not the case. Like probably because we're leaning too far this way, they're going to be like, oh my God, they gave us everything. Like, why couldn't they let us experience things by themselves, mm -hmm. right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, being helicopter parents ourselves, we do, <laughs> we do tend to go a little overboard. But it's the same, like, it's, it's of course, this is near and dear to us. But at the same time, like Teresa said, we learn what to do and learn what not to do. I learned through my police career a lot of what not to do by my training officers rather than learning what to do. But even those things were like really, really awesome and important mm -hmm. for me to learn, but also didn't make them bad or me any better than them, right? It's just a mm -hmm. process of this evolution. And I think as parents, we have to just think about that. Like, yes, we want to try and be as great as we can be for our kids, but we're not going to be perfect and we're going to pass stuff off. And mm -hmm. that's just a part of this journey. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So what was your question again? So uh, my question, question was like the difference or the connection between leadership and parenting. Like, how do you think like the whole leadership flows into your parenting or mm -hmm. the, how does the parenting all flow into your leadership? Like, what do you think yeah. that connection is? Yeah. Yeah. So I think for me, uh, parenting has basically taught me patience and empathy, mm. right. And understanding kind of like the unique needs of kids, um, has made me more kind of attuned to the needs of the people that I lead. So it like allows me to lead with like greater compassion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. I, I I like that. And because first off, I wish I could say that I was super patient with the kids. Let's just say that I'm way better now than I used <laughs> to be. But you're right. Like when you develop that patience, like I really feel like my kids gave me, give me the greatest opportunity to become better <laughs> out in my business or in the real mm -hmm. world, you know? Yeah. Cause it's like, if yeah. I can handle being more patient and having empathy with them, um, mm -hmm. I can do it with anybody else in the world. So I, I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, I think what this has been, um, uh, always like constantly on my mind. And this is something I now use as my superpower instead of my kryptonite is like really getting me to show up and model the behavior that I want to see in them. Mm -hmm. Um, I think about this a lot, like, 
how can I model or take the actions that I want to see in them? And it's not just when everything is fine and hunky-dory, but like when things are difficult, when I get knocked down a few rungs, like I want them to know. I want them to know like, hey, guess what? Like dad messed this up. Dad made a mistake over here. And this Mm -hmm. is what I learned. And this is how I'm not going to have that happen again. Because I want them to see that like as a leader, they're going to make mistakes. But also like I stay true to my values. Like, yeah. And also... I raised my voice in this specific situation because I was like, I don't like the way that that sounded or I didn't like that somebody brought up this point or whatever, or I disagree with that because I believe that this is, right? I know here on my channel um, or here on our, our YouTube channel, like we really talk about like, the family being such an important, critical and vital component of business, right? Of career, of your leadership, right? And that's not something that everybody sees. Like some people are like, I just want to make a lot of money. And I love that. And I want them to make tons of money, but that's not what it's all about for me. And for the people that we have that are following us on modern leadership, it's people who want to make a big impact in the world, make some money because you got to be able to survive and also like really connect with your family on a deep and like intimate level, creating this legacy kind of thing. And so for me, being able to model that behavior for my kids, getting them to see dad's going to crush it over here. Like I'm literally out of town, whether it's um, at a dad edge, like um, mastermind summit, or we're graduating our life coach, life coaches into the, like the next round of like becoming a master coach. Now, like I want them to see that I'm going to crush that. And I'm also going to crush the time that I spend with them. I'm also going to like give them just as much time and energy as I give everybody else. And by doing that, I literally feel like I'm modeling the behavior for them. So when they get older, they're like, Oh no, Dad was able to do this and this because dad screwed it up in the beginning when dad was like, I could do this or this. <laughs> that was me. I know many of you guys don't know your don't know my story here on um, Organized Chaos, but that's what I was. I was giving so much to my career. I was like, I need to like climb up the ladder at LAPD. I need to be able to like excel. I need to be the one that everybody can count on. And what that did is it, it made my health and my family and my connection less. And so I would have to like lean into this. I would come home as a zombie because I was working so much overtime that there wouldn't be anything left over for me for those important things. And yet that was a critical moment in my life because I'm like, okay, is this how I want to model the behavior so my kids will follow suit? And the answer was no. And so I decided that that had been my rock bottom and I was going to change it and I was going to do something different. And of course, by leaning into a business, which is crazy because you're like, Mark, you're already busy. And now you added a business to this? Yes, because I got very specific with my time, which we'll probably talk a little bit later. And by doing so, I was able to create a business that allowed me to retire. And now I get to be at home and leave, let them go in the morning time to school. Like I just dropped off Andrew at school and then I get to pick them up a little bit later, or at least be home when I'm doing that, be able to be bossed around by a puppy, all those great things. <laughs> like now gives me the opportunity. So I get to like um, show them through my actions, not necessarily through my words. So I know that was kind of like a long version of it, but I feel like the best thing that I can give them is me modeling the behavior myself. And it always gets me to show up on a different level when I remind myself, what is what I'm about to do? How is this going to impact my kids? Because I'm going to do it anyway, or when it gets tough or when it gets difficult. Like, how is this me showing up now going to be like something that's going to give my kids back exponentially? And it just gets Mm -hmm. me to show up on an entirely different level. Yeah, I mean, that's step number one, right? Whatever we want to instill in our kids, we have to, you know, walk the walk. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, that that is like the foundation, right? Like you model the behavior. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also think that, you know, we learn so much from our kids on what uh, to do and, you know, how to help them, how to raise them to be great leaders. And I think that, you know, one thing we, we also don't talk about much is how we've learned so much from our son who Mm -hmm. is living with ADHD. And 
I mean, we had to learn so much about that when he was diagnosed, uh, when he was 10 years old, he's, he's 14 now. So he was diagnosed with ADHD and OCD. And there was so much that we were struggling with, with him because we didn't know what to do. Right. We didn't know like what was happening with him. We didn't know the challenges that he had. And thankfully, we were able to connect with people who could support us, uh, professionals and, and people who could like really kind of identify how we could help him, right? How we can support him. And that's, you know, that's another part of leadership, right? Is because you're, you're going to deal with situations that are super challenging. And it's about, again, empathy and compassion and understanding how you can be that support person and how you can be part of that support system. Mm -hmm. So in doing so, um, he's really able to excel, right? And we're still learning, you know, he's still going through transitions like any other kid um, going into, you know, the teenage years. And now we have two teenagers. So that's kind of like another step that we have to, um, you know, or another journey we kind of have to embark on. But um, it's like, they learn from us, but we also learn from them as well. 100%. And I think like, it's a, it's kind of like a great synergy between that parenting and leadership. Like what we were talking about, like, being like parents actually makes us a better leader and becoming better leaders also makes us better parents. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like that strive of in between both and doing whatever we can to like lead and model that behavior. But, but of course there's going to be an elephant in the room is like, how do I do that? How do I find the time? Like there's a lot of challenges with leadership and there's a lot of challenges with teenagers and kids and all that great stuff. So I want to throw it back to you. Like what are some ways that you have found um, to be able to help overcome those challenges, whether it's time management or like anything that kind of like your that that comes up when it comes to these types of challenge, what has been like the the most impactful ones that you have implemented? Yeah, I mean, you know, like, like you said, time management, uh, and I, it's not, you know, regarding like having like a perfectly planned schedule Mm -hmm. and like everything is going to go perfectly, right? Like that doesn't happen. Like we don't live in that world. Um, But it's about understanding what is most important and identifying your priorities and making time for those priorities and then letting go of the stuff that doesn't matter or, you know, giving those tasks to somebody else. Um, It's all about that. And it's about, you know, setting clear boundaries and prioritizing what needs to be prioritized. You know, it, it like it involves like my children in my, my work when appropriate, like involving them when we mm-hmm. have to let them understand like, hey, you know, we, we have a business from home. So there's there's a lot of work uh, in like work life integration rather than work life balance where everything happens here in the house. So we have meetings here. We have live uh, you know, workshops here, we have podcasts and, you know, we have to set time aside and then like the kids are here and then now we have a dog. So it's kind of like everything's kind of mingled together and they have to understand and we have to communicate with them why this is important so we can get their buy-in as well so that they can also help and they can, you know, be part of that support system as well. Yeah, I love that. I mean, you literally have the greatest name ever with organized chaos here. And that's kind of like what I feel like it is at home. It's like as organized as you possibly can, but it's chaos, right? It's, Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face, like Mike Tyson says, right? (laughs) And then everything kind of like falls to the, to plan B or plan C if you have those, right? But I, I, 
I do feel like what you're hitting on, like the 80-20, right? Like finding what is mm-hmm. moves the needle the most, what really connects you the most, what really helps your business the most, and then just double downing on doubling down on that and like eliminating or outsourcing the rest is so important. Um, I also found like um, when it comes to home life, kind of like what you're talking about is sharing like the why behind some things, but mm-hmm. also getting them to help out wherever we can, right? Mm-hmm. So of course there's different incentives for them. Like right now, like the big thing is like um, more screen time, right? They want to be able to play for a little bit longer. And so we kind of build in some incentives for them to help out around the house, but also like getting them involved in like launches or things that we're doing that we've done in the past. And it's been really successful. Like, Hey, you know what, when we hit this, this is what we're going to be able to do and get as a family. And by doing that, incorporating them into it, they, they, instead of being a part of the problem, they want to be a part of the solution, right? So being able to lead with that, being open, opening up the doors to that and not just like, Hey, everything is, is perfect and fine. So that way, when they get in the real world and they know when things don't go well, but making sure that, um, that you kind of like, I don't want to say delegate, but like you're able to, um, not just have it all come down to you and be able to communicate very, very well and ask for people to get help and why and how it's going to help in, in the in the long term is a game changer, especially for my son. Like if he knows what it's going to do, how helpful it's going to be for him to take out the trash or to do this or to do that or to watch Rocket or whatever, like he's all in with it. He's like, okay, I'll, I'll do that 100%. And then of course we we incentivize them with stuff. Um, but it's it's this mixture of um, being able to, to communicate and delegate and find a happy middle ground for all of it, knowing that it's not going to be perfect. And that when it's not perfect, that's just evidence that, Hey, there has to be a change or there's something it's trying to teach you. And as long as you're willing to lean in, just like we were saying earlier, like lean in from your mistakes and the things that you've at least tried. Right. Um, um, that's really what success looks like is that evolution. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I completely agree. And I think like, um, you know, maybe finishing off this, this particular part of our, um, discussion here is uh, not to like forget that self-care is also important when it comes mm-hmm. to balance and just uh, parenting and stuff like that. It's like super important to make sure that you're taking care of yourself, that, you know, you can't pour from an, an empty cup. So mm-hmm. like all of the energy, the time and the energy that you're at, like putting out mm-hmm. needs to come back in as well, because otherwise you, you just run yourself to the ground. Um, mm-hmm. So prioritizing self-care and like recharging is incredibly important and will help you be be more present with your family. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, amazing listeners of Organized Chaos. I have some exciting news to share with you today. Organized Chaos, a mompreneur's 13-week undated productivity planner is officially live and ready to be your game changer. This is like having a life coach and a planner. And it's a great companion to seamlessly weave your professional and personal worlds. Every page encourages focus, productivity, organization, and growth. You can grab your Organized Chaos Planner on Amazon now or click the link in the show notes. Let's make your chaos beautifully organized one day at a time. One hundred percent. Okay. Let's get into the next idea and the next next topic, um, which is like nurturing them, like nurturing yeah. our future leaders. Um, I want to hop into this one because I love this part. I mean, I love all of them, but I really love this part because it's it's like creating an environment that um, I like to call it like a psychological safety, but really mm-hmm. it's like creating a vir- environment and treating them how you want, you're going to want them to treat the people they lead. 
And how you can best do that is, of course, having open communication. Um, one of the things that I have found out, especially recently, is my kids are geniuses when it comes to solving problems. And if I think about a, a problem that I'm experiencing with the kids and I don't ask them or get their buy-in with it, my solutions are not so good. But when I ask my kids, especially my daughter, like, hey, well, how do you think we could do this? Like how, like, I mean, for example, like she was having trouble like waking up early to go to school. And like, of course, I've tried everything. I've tried incentives. I tried whatever. And I didn't try one thing, which was like asking her. And so we were on a walk and I'm like, hey, what do you think it would be? Um, what could I do to make it so that when you, it comes to be time to wake up that you actually want to wake up, you're excited to get up. Um, like, what do you think it would be, um, that I could do to make that happen? And she was, she told me, well, if you let me wear mom's old Apple watch, like I've always wanted to wear that to see my steps. If you let me wear that, like I would make sure that I get up. And since then it's been much easier. I'm not going to say perfect, but much easier to get her up when we have like certain things like that. And I would have never guessed that on my own, but her, mm -hmm. like, she was like, no, this is what I want. And so asking for the feedback, I think is the first part. It's very critical um, to actually listen to them. Even guys, this is, this might sound dumb, even on business decisions, I will sometimes ask them even on YouTube. And my daughter will be like, oh, I think you should do this, this, and this. By the way, well, my daughter's a YouTube star. Yes. <laughs> she's watched so many, she's contributed to so many different <laughs> um, <laughs> YouTubers, uh, YouTubers like their, their income because of the videos that she watched, but she knows them all. She knows which ones she watches versus doesn't watch versus like watches and clicks off of them, subscribes and all this stuff. So like, mm -hmm. she's such a fountain of knowledge. And if I don't ask her, like I'm doing myself a disservice because all I know is how I use it, not how, you know, she uses it. So um, there's yeah. so much knowledge there. But the second piece is, Making sure you set up that environment of psychological safety, meaning that when something happens, like let's say my daughter gets into trouble, which is going to happen. She's a kid. That's the way it, testing the boundaries at some point, right? Is she going to think, man, my dad can never find out about this? Or is she going to say, this just happened. I need to go tell my dad right now. Mm -hmm. That's the difference between a psychologically safe environment where she feels okay to come tell me this is what happened because she knows I'm not going to shame, guilt, humiliate, or overreact. I'm going to be like, okay, so that happened. Yes, we can talk about later like what we can do to make sure this doesn't happen, but let me help you right now. This is like what we can do. What do you think about this? And we can brainstorm a plan and tackle it and overcome it versus why did you do that? You know you shouldn't do that. Why? Mm -hmm. But blah, 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 blah. And now you've created an environment that they're never going to tell you anything and ever they again. They put up a wall. It, 100%. Yes. And, and this, is, this is kids, but it's also the people that you lead. Mm -hmm. If you don't yeah. create an environment of psychological safety for the people you lead, the same thing is going to happen. And how painful is it to not know about something that if, if you had known would have changed the trajectory of everything you would have ever done? You'd have been like, oh my God, if I just knew that, but nobody's going to be willing to tell you if you overreact in the moment, if you make it like use the shame, guilt, or humiliation instead, take a breath. You know, of course, it's never going to be hard. It's never going to be easy to hear something like that, but going, okay, it's done. It's already finished. I can't go back and do it. No shame or guilt or humiliation is going to work right here. How can I lean in and really help and, and help get this back um, on track? I want to give you a little bit of an, uh, um, a story about how this happened recently and how helpful it was. So Teresa knows this about Alyssa. Like sometimes she says that her homework is done and she thinks it is, but then she wakes up in the morning and she goes, oh my, I got to do my homework. And <laughs> let me just say that the cool, calm dad has to like simmer for a second and go, <laughs> okay, 
Oof. So she wakes up and she's literally in tears. And Teresa's like, I don't know what's going on, but like something's going on upstairs and she's like losing it. And let me just say, like I go in there, I knock on the door and I go in and she's like, I have this homework that I need to do. Two pages worth of homework, one for math and one for this. And the original dad would have been like, I asked you yesterday if you had homework and you told me you did. Now question, how helpful do you think that's going to be in the moment? Because she has homework to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me tell you, that dad does show up sometimes and it gets it way off base. And then she's like even worse. Instead, I'm like, okay, so we'll talk later about like how we can do this to make this not happen again, but it already happened. So what can we do? How, where do you need some help? And she's like losing it. I'm like, okay, I'll do the typing. Okay, so th- this is what's going on. So tell me, tell me what it is. And she's like telling me and I'm typing it. I'm like, okay, let's do your math. And we get done and she's finished. And she doesn't get to eat that day, which is kind of like a a not so good thing for her. But she's like, oh, you know what? Maybe I should not do this again. And so she gets all, you know, composed. She goes to school. She had finished her homework. And like later she comes back in the day and we're like, hey, let's have a conversation about this. And so she had a plan in terms of like what could happen or what she can do so that next time it doesn't happen. And it made sense the reason why she didn't do it. Um, uh, because it wasn't homework from the night before. It was homework from two nights, or no, actually like a week ago, there was a project that she had to do over the weekend that she had forgotten to do. Anyway, um, it made sense when I saw it from her perspective and we got in and we crushed it. And I got to tell you, like the next time that happens, I hope it doesn't, but when it does, like I know that she's going to be willing to tell me and to to describe it to me because she knows I'm going to be all in with helping her and then also coming up with a plan so it never happens again. Mm-hmm. So, but what would have happened if I had, had exploded and had have gotten frustrated and would have been like, but I told you what, disconnection. But as a matter mm-hmm. of fact, because that happened, I actually feel more connected to my daughter because I'm there to help her even when things aren't going well. And for her, I feel like this is something that is hopefully going to be, is going to catch on to her of like, hey, I need to bring this stuff to dad because he can help. Um, But even not, I just want to show up as the best version of me. So that's what I mean by creating and nurturing other leaders is you're doing this for them. So they understand, wow, that's how I should lead not only my friends right now, but also other people when I get older so that I can really be able to nurture them like my parents nurtured me. Yeah. And I think the the key word that you said was disconnection because someone could say, well, she's probably going to do it again because you didn't like instill fear in her. Right. Or like, maybe that's how we grew up where our parents would instill fear and we were not wanting to do whatever it is again, because our parents were get really upset. Right. But what Mark just said was, if you do it that way, you will create disconnection. And what is more important? Is it, hey, let me let me make sure they know who's boss or can I create more connection with my child and still be a parent and let them know that, hey, it's not okay to wait till the last minute and things like that. But there's different ways to do it so that you can avoid that disconnection because that's, that's the last thing we want as parents, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your turn. You're up. Okay. So um, the next thing is we want to talk about kind of like lessons learned and takeaways. So kind of like wrapping this up, like what is your key takeaway from like this discussion? Mm -hmm. My key key takeaway? Yeah. Um, I feel like it's the it's the balance between leadership and parenting and how they're very much associated and how parenting gives you the greatest ability to become a better leader 
and becoming a leader gives you a greatest opportunity to become a better parent. I feel like flowing between the two is such a very important um, um, distinction because I don't know why. Maybe this is just how my brain works. My brain works in terms of like pulling out the universal principles that apply in one situation and moves them to another. I guess a lot of people that doesn't happen naturally, but when I think about like relationships with my kids and relationships with those I lead, it's very similar where there are some nuances there, but the universal principles like matter, right? So making sure that I show up and and model the behavior for them, make sure I, sh- I, I actually create that environment that they feel comfortable bringing their situation to me. Make sure I'm not just solving all their problems. I'm asking them questions. This is the, this is a, this is a leadership coach in me. I'm asking questions to help them come up with solutions to the problems because I don't want to just solve all their problems for them. Um, it's, it's, you're not creating leaders, you're creating followers, right? And so if you can lead into like helping them come to their own conclusions and then number four, knowing that you're going to, you're going to mess some stuff up, right? I think one of the things that my kids appreciate is when I tell them that I messed stuff up and that I am going to do better and I'm going to get better and learn um, different strategies and whatnot because I want them to know that I do make mistakes. So um, I wish I could boil it down to one, but those would be all 17 of mine. <laughs> what are yours? No and, I, no, and I love that last part is they need to know that we're human and that we make mistakes because if we try to uh, basically put up a front where we're like these perfect beings and, you know, they look up to us, but they think that if they make a mistake, then they're not worthy. Right. And, you know, what are we teaching them that way? So we have to make sure that we stay accountable, that we own up to things when we make mistakes. And we especially, you know, verbalize that to them and say, you know what, I really messed up here. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry about that, like apologizing and making sure that you take responsibility on on certain things and you let them know that, you know, it happens mm-hmm. and it's okay that as long as you learn from those mistakes and you try to avoid them next time, I mean, we, we all do it. So I think mm-hmm. that's a really key thing to be able to teach your kids. Yeah. And, and I think just like really bringing that home too, like, even just putting together this podcast, like I have my own like limiting beliefs about like, who am I to kind of like talk about this stuff? So as we kind of like go through all of these different things, like I think the reason why um, um, I get to talk about these things is because I messed up every single one of them for such a long time that I had to learn different methods and different structures behind it. I mean, for three and a half years, I was a part of a mastermind team um, uh, where dads and fathers would get together to become better as parents, as leaders, as spouses. And I actually got to start teaching in that program about three years um, into my journey. And it was because of the struggles that I was going through. It was because of like, I needed to become better and I wanted to become better for my family um, that actually allows me to even talk about this. But even with all of that, I still have thoughts in the back of my mind of like, what qualifies me to kind of like talk about this stuff? So as we're going through here and, and you know, as you heard this, like um, we just hope that you pick up on some of this inspiration that you pick up on some of this, like maybe some different ideas, maybe some tweaks that you can make. Maybe you're crushing this and you you need to just sit down and think about like, I'm so proud of myself for all of the energy and effort that I'm putting into this. Like I literally am doing everything they're saying. Like, I want you to pat yourself on the back because like that is such a big deal right now. This would not be a a podcast or a video that would be taking off 10, 20, 30 years from now, right? But something like this right now in this time is so powerful because we really value us as parents and wanting to become better. And I just want to say thank you so much for that because not everybody's willing to do that. 
not everybody's willing to make it to the end of this podcast or this video and go like, hey, I'm gonna learn these things, I'm gonna move it forward. But when it comes to like, if we're willing to do this for our business, if we're willing to do this for our career, why would we not be willing to do this for our parent or for uh, as a parent and for our kids? And that's what makes me so proud of you guys is being willing to lean in and even make it to this end because it proves to me that you are powerful leaders and parents and you're exactly who your kids need now more than ever. So if nobody's told you today, we appreciate you for doing that. Keep crushing it. And like I say on my channel, always keep leading from the front. You're gonna make mistakes. We all do, but that's the part of the learning process, right? That's what shows us what we can adjust and modify and update later. As a matter of fact, people will now come calling out to us and looking for help in that situation just because we've been through it because that's what we like. We like leaders who've been through it and then they know the way, they go the way and then they show the way, right? And so thank you for doing that. Appreciate you so much. And uh, Teresa, you wanna do your outro? Yeah, well, that was great. That was a great way to end it. And thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Organized Chaos. Uh, we hope that you guys got some inspiration and, you know, some really great tips that you can implement and be able to kind of navigate like the, you know, the intersection of parenting and leadership and help create the future leaders that we really need. Hey, if you love listening to the podcast, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast. On iTunes, go to the show and scroll to the bottom underneath ratings and reviews and click on write a review. Thanks so much for listening and tune in to our next episode.